Aaron Stevens, thanks for being with me today. How are you? I'm pretty good, Sam. Thanks for having me, man. My pleasure, man. So we'll get right into it. So we're all in the middle of this ridiculous situation here, but let's go back to kind of mid-March when everything was starting to get locked down. And why don't you tell us kind of what, what you had going on at that time, what you had planned for the spring and summer before all these changes came, and, and then uh, how have you been keeping yourself busy and, uh, through all of this? Man, like, like everyone, I had a, quite a few shows, you know, especially <clears throat> for the springtime, you know, everyone had South by stuff going on and stuff like that. And that was the initial, you know, uh, like beginning of everything. Well, I was, you know, no one really knew how long it would last. And then to see that it went for as long as it has, it, it's, it's not something I ever would have predicted at all. But, you know, I've been uh, doing my best to get through it, just like everyone, you know, uh, writing music, recording music and. Uh, that's, that's about all I've been up to. Yeah, have you, uh, I think we were exchanging some some messages a while back. You, have you played any shows in, in the last few months? You played a few, right? Yeah, I played a couple, uh, like Geraldine's. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's just about, that's the only place we played as a band. I've done like one uh, like house thing that was like social distance driveway type thing. Mm -hmm. but that was That was about it. How was it? How were those shows? Uh, they're interesting right now it's kind of just like everyone's you know you know stepping on eggshells in a way it seems they don't right. know how everything's going but uh it's and was that a, were those shows a little while ago have you have you gone back to kind of hitting the pause button now or are you still looking into are you still having yeah. shows in the horizon and stuff it's it's pretty much on on pause at the moment you know just here and there we might get something like a, like a, a geraldine just uh, every now and then we'll play over there but there's not, there's not a lot going around. Yeah. Yeah. I've pretty much put it on complete pause and I, my wife is definitely on the conservative side and has been since the beginning. So I just kind of fall in line with that, which is fine with me. I mean, I love gigging, but it's not worth the risk, especially if, you know, the usual money you're making is it's only a fraction of it and yeah, coming out, it's tough. Exactly. Yeah, it's not worth your time if you're just yeah. playing, <laughs> playing for no one. And it's really true. Everyone's never been sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's like sports too, man. No one really has the right answer. There is no right answer. It's just people trying their best to to get through it. But uh, so let's go back, Aaron, and and why don't you tell us a little? Well, tell me. There's no one else here. But why don't you tell me a little bit about uh, where you come from, where your people come from, and um, how long you've been in Austin, and kind of those early years of music. Cool. Uh, yeah, I actually uh, grew up in South Texas, down in the Rio Grande Valley, McAllen. My family, we got their roots in, uh, in Chicago. That's where we kind of were. My dad, you know, he's from Chicago. My mom, they're from, that's where they're from in Illinois. But when I was about six or seven years old, we moved down to South Texas, and that's my hometown for sure. Uh, that's where I claim. Yeah. And how long have you been in Austin for? I've been in Austin since college. So that was, it's been a few years now then for that. Uh, but I actually kind of live in Kyle, so it's kind of like south of Austin. So I'm in this kind of in between, like uh, I'm I'm just far enough where like I could feel like I'm not all the way in Austin, mm -hmm. but I'm close enough to where we play a lot over there, and I could get over there and play. Have you always been in Kyle, or have you just moved to Kyle recently? You you said you went to college in Austin, right? I went to college in San Marcos, in oh, San Texas Marcus, State. Okay. Yeah. And uh, that's where I went to college. And then after that, I hung around San Marcos for a little bit and then moved to Kyle. 
play a lot in New Braunfels area. Mm-hmm. I kind of claimed this whole Central Texas area. I really like the I like to claim the whole the whole thing because I couldn't say that I'm just in Austin and New Braunfels. Yeah, we play in San Antonio quite a bit too. So, yeah, I've seen your schedule over the years, and you definitely have a good lockdown on that. New Braunfels, kind of uh, San Marcos area. A lot of a lot of good gigs. You have kind of you've had a few residencies there pretty consistently, right? Yeah, yeah. I play a lot of at Green Hall. We do stuff at uh, Green you know, Hall, Bill, Billy's Ice House. Mm-hmm. In Austin, we played you know quite a bit too at Sea Boys. We did stuff at you know Antones as well, which is all great venues. That's it's so hard to you know be in one area around here. I feel like yeah. you know, there's so many good venues up and down 35. Yeah. You know? And then, so how about your? Uh, why don't you tell us your own musical roots? Where, what? Obviously, we all musicians take to it at a very young age. But what were you? What were kind of your early influences, and what did you really love listening to as a kid, and as a a tweener, and as a teenager, and all that <laughs> <Tweener>. stuff? <laughs> as a kid, like everyone else, you know, you listen to what your parents throw on. So mm-hmm. I, I definitely had a lot of the old school, like Motown, and you know, Michael Jackson. Al Green, you know, Stevie Wonder, that, that stuff was huge in my house. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then as I got older, I started playing guitar. I got into, you know, more of, you know, the blues guys, I, you know, B.B. King, Albert King, all that. Uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, I love Stevie Ray Vaughan, like, a lot. That's, that's what really got me into guitar. And I, down in the valley, I, I was like, oh, man, if I go to Austin, that's where Stevie Ray Vaughan was at, you know what I mean? And then, mm-hmm. uh, in San Marcos, he played at Cheatham Street. I was like, oh, man, that's, I'm, I'm going to go play there, you know? That, that's just sort of, I, I thought that's what people did. Yeah. Yeah, I was what, what how old were you when you started playing guitar? Uh thir- 13. 13. I was 15. And that's that's exactly when I was getting into Stevie as well. I uh my my picking up the guitar was exactly the same time I was listening to Stevie Ray Vaughan. Yeah. And he was he was so far it was it was so far away from what you can possibly imagine. I mean, he's still you know, elite, even as good as you and I are as players, but we sure have caught up more than I thought we could ever catch up just by putting the time in. So. Oh man, it's crazy. I feel like uh, every, anyone who was born in the, you know, the eighties or nineties, like has to, who plays guitar, they probably, you know, have some Stevie Ray Vaughan mm-hmm. influence somewhere in there. No doubt about it. And how about singing? Have you been singing your whole life or did you pick that up later as well? Yeah, I've been singing my whole life. Um, I, I, I kind of just uh, naturally grew into my voice, I'd say. I, I, def- I, w- I wasn't always confident with it. As I got older, I think I developed more of just like a sense of what I could do with it and how to use it for my, like my music. Mm-hmm. Did you have people, I mean, there's certainly singers that I can hear in, that influence or informed your voice for sure, but were there oh, yeah. early singers, you know, who were the singers that you were like, oh, practiced along um, with wanted to sound like yeah uh, definitely like what i mentioned earlier like the old school guys like stevie yeah. wonder like uh, al green like that mm-hmm. i love i just love that stuff as a yeah. kid especially seeing my dad you know how he reacted to it and he would sing along and he's not mm-hmm. like a you know a musician by any means but he really loves music and he would sing along like seriously sing along you know and mm-hmm. to see him do that inspired me you know and i think i picked up something from that hell yeah so when did it transition from passion to uh profession or or kind of the middle ground of transitioning between that uh i think kind of transitioned more once i got older like into college because i really 
I really wasn't focused on music as far as like performing in front of people in high school until like later years, like senior mm. year or something like that. Before mm. that, I was, I really was just, you know, playing sports like everyone else and just doing the school, the school stuff. And then as I got, you know, in the like, later years of high school, into all college, I was just, that's when music became like really yeah my, my thing, you know? Yeah, I was kind of the same trajectory. I was 15, I started, so that's like sophomore year. And then senior year, we put together like a band and we did a couple shows and it was super fun, but we were, you know, we weren't that ambitious about it. We were having a, a blast doing it and we did some school events or something. But then yeah. it was pretty dormant. Like in college, I I was still playing and stuff, but it wasn't really till later in college that I put together my next I remember well, I remember seeing you at a gig, man, back in the day at Hole in the Wall. I mean, that was yeah, that's much later. I I mean I was really? yeah, because I was I'm I, I went I, I'm from Wisconsin, so I went to school in Madison, college okay. in Madison, college in Madison, and then I moved yeah, to Chicago. Yeah. I was in Chicago for four years as well. No way. I, yeah. Yeah, that's where I moved after college. I was in Chicago for four years. I moved with the band I had started uh, in the last year and a half, <clears throat> excuse me, last year and a half in college, and then moved down to Chicago and was there for four years. And halfway through that, split from the band kind of amicably and, and did my own, started building my own solo thing and then moved down to Austin in 2010. So That's wild, man. you kind of been all yeah. over then. Yeah, a lot of the Midwest. And stuff. Yeah, just kind of the central part, and and now we're family and I are, we're thinking about we're pretty strongly thinking about moving out west. But all this career really? stuff is yeah, we're thinking about it. We were thinking about it, dude. What about California? Or were y'all thinking? Yeah, we're, we're we're looking at Los Angeles as as tricky oh, wow. as the situation is right now. You know, that's kind of we've I've been in Austin for like a decade, and my wife's been here for almost as long, and like a year or two. And a year and a year and a half before all this started, we were just kind of itching for something new, you know. And and California is so amazing. We love it. We love it out there. Yeah. I don't know, man. I it's tricky now because we're, we're probably going to stay stay with our plan and try to get out there. But uh, we just mm -hmm. keep here. There's just so much California, man. It's, oh, I'm sure. It's yeah, crazy. It's a whole other thing over there. It's just like expensive, expensive. fire, yeah. homeless, Corona. It's just nonstop. So. Yeah. But, uh, so when did you start Aaron Stevens, the project itself, and start writing your own songs and putting out your own songs? Is that in college? Yeah, I would say so. Because in high school, I, I, we had a band, and then that kind of you know fell apart as we all went our separate ways to college. And then there was just that from there on, I was just like, well, I'm just gonna just put out music under my name. And mm -hmm. That's that's how I was, I've just done it like that. Yeah. And were you? Has it kind of gone back and forth between? solo stuff and band stuff or did you start a band right away or because because well, you know, lots of your songs you got a kind of a wide range of yeah and stuff like that uh it's really always been just more along the lines of uh my the guys that i'm playing with at the time or i'm jamming with are mm -hmm. kind of the guys who, are, who well, i'll have record but uh sometimes you know i'll end up you know i'll just do do some programming and, and, and logic and just do the whole song by myself that way mm -hmm. so it just depends on on the situation like what it calls for that's at least lately that's where i've been like i didn't always have that sense uh is your thing. newest one um same table is that is that all you or would you have a band on that one yeah that was all me that i i just dude that, that is logic. a great song man that is thanks a great man song. i'm serious that is i love that song i think that's my favorite you. song of yours for sure Man, thank you. I, I feel like that's kind of the progression of where I, I kind of want things to move. So I appreciate that. 
man, it's, it's because you always have a smooth vocal delivery. And I, so we, I think you remember, we first, uh, you mentioned it, we played together at the first time. That must have been seven, eight years yeah, ago. Yeah, it was a while at, back now. At the hole in the wall in that, in that, in that front room. Mm-hmm. So humble, humble beginnings. But obviously we were both, you know, we both had put the time in and we both had a product. And I remember seeing you think, oh man, this dude's smooth. I like this. This is smooth stuff. <laughs> it's, it, but, but, and it, it always, and it definitely has an edge popping in here and there. And, and it's, it's just real soulful, but the same table is, it's, it's, it's got all the smoothness. It's got all the soul, but it's also got, it's got some a little fire burning underneath it and a little grit on the, on the outskirts of it. It's, yeah thank you man that means a lot that's kind of what i'm i feel like my sound was missing honestly like a was a little bit of grit and a little bit of like that just edge and a little dirtiness you know like being clean is cool but i feel like the stuff that people like is like always has that i don't know there's there's something about that type of music yeah and the vocals on it man that's where it really because because the production i don't i don't as i remember isn't you know isn't necessarily rough or it's still got that identity that you aligned with in terms of just real smooth tasteful but it's that vocal on it that's it's just got a little bit of anger in it it's got it's got some compassion in it it's good that's cool I like it yeah so are you going to be releasing um singles albums i've kind of you know for for a good stretch we try to get an album together and all yeah. the funding that takes, all the time that takes. And now I've personally, over the last year, transitioned into really just focusing on singles because it's kind of a, it's more chapter driven and it's, it takes less of a, you build it up, but it's a, a big month. push. Yeah. So what, what yeah. Kind of, are you going for that? Are you trying to build, put an album or EP together? Or what do you think? I think the thing, I'm just trying everything I can right mm-hmm. now. I'm, I'm doing this, uh, I'm, I'm doing an EP right now, but I have an idea for another one i feel like i'm just gonna keep just following whatever i feel like doing especially mm-hmm. since i can record on my own you know i feel like that's what i want to continue to do is learn how to be able to make a product as much as i can on my own and then you know reach for help when i need it too of course All but right. i think that's the direction of things are you uh how how extensive is your home studio setup right now is it is it pretty minimal um, do you have a pretty yeah. good kind of you're looking at it, man. I mean, <laughs> I record in here. Uh, I step in here, record vocals inside that closet. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. And then you just you just hook up to the to the rig with the guitar and and do the yeah. the MIDI on the on the drums and stuff like that. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That was when I broke away from my band and way back in Chicago, that was the first thing I put out as a solo thing was basically that exact kind of thing. I did an album and I spent like 18 months on it. And I had to teach myself everything from the ground up because I just didn't know any of that. Anytime I had recorded in the past, I was always kind of letting someone else handle that stuff. So I had to do it all by myself. But looking back on that, I mean, it was such a beautiful time. You know what I mean? It was, I bet it was a lot of fun looking back. It was, man. It was, it was hard work and it was, I was insecure about it throughout it, but it was a great experience and this, I have a single coming out next week and it's, it's the first time I went back to that kind of setup of I just recorded it in the bedroom and just lost my mind on the smallest of details. And then finally just said, all right, it's done. Forget it. You know what I mean? 
but yeah. it, it was good to get back to that. And my rig, my rig is pretty, uh, it's pretty old, so I, I might need to upgrade. But what, what are you are you working with a lot of kind of pretty newer stuff or stuff you've been working with for years in terms of the hardware? Um, I just got a, a new interface, like it's mm -hmm. an SSL, um, just a solid state, you know, interface. Mm -hmm. That works well. It was it's really cheap, inexpensive too. Yeah. And then besides that, uh, I use rock and roll rentals all the time. You know what yeah. I mean? Like renting, renting mics and stuff from there quite a bit. Uh, they have everything wow. that you could, you could go there and, and rent everything you need to make a, a great sound recording. That is such a good spot, man. I hope they don't get, yeah, you know, been, I'm sure it's been tough like business wise for them. People are, I don't know if you saw that the one-on-one -on -one bar just announced they're going under. I saw that, man. That's yeah. a huge huge loss yeah i like that i like that venue a lot it's a great spot uh, i've only I only played there one time with the band but it's a, i think there's more to come man we'll see but yeah rock and roll rentals it's just that place is so unique because of the affordability of it it's just ridiculous. Um, man if, if they they went like away or went under something like that i feel like that would be a huge loss to everyone here and that place is yeah man i love rock and roll rentals you should know? you play any other instruments besides singing and and guitar yeah, I play uh, some keyboards and um, I, I, I could play some drums, you know, a lot of percussion stuff. Mm -hmm. I'm not that great, you know, on the drums. I, I usually use made ear loops for that. I can play bass, you know, a little bit, not too well. Usually it's in, I'll send out the bass sometimes. Uh, I'll use websites for like, uh, have you ever heard of like Sound Better or like, um, I've heard Air, of it. I've never used it. Yeah. I've used it a couple of times for certain songs. And I'll, you know, mm -hmm. I might need someone else to play. What, uh, as far as I've noticed from you, you've been pretty consistent and for all intents and purposes, pretty prolific through your, uh, well, how long would you say your career since the end of college? Has it been about 10 years or so? Yeah, I would, I would agree. Yeah. About, about 10 I years. Put my, about I put out my first project at 21 or 22. I'm 29, so about you know, eight, nine, eight, eight, nine years. And if you've been able to, as I've seemed to have observed, um, consistently you know keep up a consistent pace of releases or have there been times in there where you just haven't put anything out for a few years or has it been as consistent as it seems that was kind of like the always a thing that i uh, i wanted to address i feel like as far as making music because i made a my first my first ep i did by myself essentially with my student loan money you know like i, I used that money to go record at the bubble in austin i put out a five song ep and then uh, after that, I, I did a Kickstarter and I did a ten uh, a ten thousand dollar record uh, with a guy named Nick J. And that's a great album. And I love that record too. And I learned so much about recording at that process, recording at that time that I was I was like, man, I need to find a way to continue to make music but not spend ten thousand dollars every time I want to do it. Because for me, like personally. It's just not a good business move, you know. I, I, I just, it's just not a lot of. It's a lot of money to spend like every right. time you want to make some music, you know. Yeah. So I was like, I'm gonna figure out how to put out music on my, you know, on my own budget, and so that's what I've done. Just continue to just, you know, learn how to put out music at, for the best price that I can. Like, like I was any other business, you know, the best deal, make the yeah. best product. Yeah, man, good for you, and and that's I, I that's very similar to the kind of approach I've adjusted in the last couple of years too. Because we did, it's funny you mentioned the bubble and a Kickstarter because we did that um, 
for the 2018 album we put out and it was like a year or two before that that all that stuff was happening the kickstarter and it's so much work man to do all that for one album and it's so much money and the experience is fabulous man it's a beautiful experience and it's awesome as i as you just described and as you know to have that product finished and to sell it to people and yeah and to look back on it all that but it is such a yeah, it's 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 so much money, man. It's like yeah, and 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 it's. I'm also actually going into the bubble this Sunday to to finish up a few songs with Frenchie and um, and what's nice now is I'm going in for a day. I mean, I went the prior tracking was a day, so it's two days for like three or four songs, which is a which is much more reasonable. Yeah, but, but we but we work at such a clip. You know what I mean? That's the other reason I'm putting up that mo- even that much money is because because I've worked with Frenchie before and because I'm at the stage I am at my career that we can mm-hmm. work so efficiently and I can prepare for months at a time where I can we can just go boom guitars done vocals done boom just and, knock it and out it, it's just knock it out yeah but the whole I think that whole unless you're one of these big timers the whole week two weeks in the studio a month in the that's, studio. yeah that's ridiculous they're gone, man they're gone man and you've you've been able to i mean that that prior to this whole thing that kind of you know uh funding smaller eps funding singles was seemingly perfect for what you had going because you always had such a such a busy working schedule you know, you, you're working, what, three, four nights a week every Yeah, every definitely week, stay, right? stay gigging a lot. And that definitely, you know, keeps you from actually being able to sit down and record a lot of times, too. But it keeps the money coming in as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah the money to keep. And were you able to, you know, parlay all that work into more or less a full-time thing? Or do you do some stuff on the side? As yeah, well? I, was able to, I was able to be a full-time musician. A lot of that was, like, based off residencies and stuff like that, mm-hmm. too. And that, that definitely helps to have, you know, that consistent cash flow. So as that is kind of a segue, someone like you who had that nice foundation residencies working all the time, fulfilling that, you know, scratching that itch, but also money coming in. How do you, what are you thinking moving forward? How, what have these last five months informed in you in terms of, there's no telling what the future holds now. This whole this could yeah. upend the whole industry. What are some of your new approaches, thoughts about moving forward? Uh, I think the best uh, best way for me to continue moving forward is just just to take it as it all you know is coming one day at a time because mm-hmm. I have no idea what I want to do. Like you know, as far as if I'm not doing music, I've done this full time you know for the past ten years. So yeah, I have to figure it out. Um, you know, I'm not afraid to just you know go work somewhere or do anything like that you know so that's just how it is i like to continue to do music though that's just what i like that's what i feel like i was put here to do you know like no matter what sense it is for sure i'm sure you'll you'll find multiple ways to do that have you had any new more in terms of not setting music aside but kind of new mm-hmm. new streams of revenue so. of of, of uh, yeah finding exposure opportunities for yourself all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. I'm st- no, I feel like I'm still looking at that for that. But honestly, that's that's definitely something I'm I'm working at. I think mm-hmm. I think I need I think embracing like as as far like what you're doing, you know, like the podcasting and and, and uh, mm-hmm. this streaming and live streams and it's weird for me as far as like turning that into mon- like a steady monetary source. I, I just don't feel like yeah, 
yeah, it doesn't necessarily work right now for what like mm-hmm. like my fan base is and stuff like that. It's just not you know a whole lot of money, right? So, well, I don't know. You know, I I think I'm just, I, like I said. I just want to continue to make make music. So if I have to you know do something else to supplement whatever I make making music, that's fine too. You know, but uh, yeah, the live streams I, are. I really thought about it. Yeah, it's tricky, man. It's because even if you, it's easy to overthink it. And then, you know, you choose one path and then as this has just been a lesson in your your plans can get squashed pretty pretty swiftly. (laughs) Yeah, just a lesson like, (laughs) doesn't matter what you think you want to do. Exactly. And yeah, the live streams are, you know, I've done a, a number of them and they definitely have to, they definitely seem to have had some charm and and some a little monetary thing at the outset but after a few months it seemed like that kind of petered off i i i the people the many people we know i've seen maybe one or two of three of like whatever 50 that have been able to kind of maintain a regular live stream where i you know just the numbers i see knowing what most people are like in terms of generosity i'm saying well they probably have some decent tips coming through from that but yeah, I mean, after I did like two or three that went pretty darn well, I did four or five or six. And I'm like, oh, this is not quite as great as it was. Yeah. You know, it's true. I can, it's just hard. To, I feel like consistently do, do that as like a, as like a show because it's like you're just, you're just playing your songs. Right. I don't right. know. It, uh, some, some people can do it. Yeah. It just, just depends. Yeah. I, I kind of envy the people that are, have been able to pull their band in have you done it with a band or just solo stuff uh, i've done stuff with the band but i wouldn't go and say that like the quality was like you know very good you know it was just us with our cell phone you know cell phone microphone yeah that's <laughs> that's the other thing is man you, you you're you're dealing with so many other components you know as a musician you gotta you, you, you warm yourself up you do you gotta get the sound right and then you and then with this live stream stuff you gotta worry about all the interface, all the, you know, the feed, the upload speed, all that stuff. And it's tricky, man. It's like, you, even though it's fun yeah. to play, if you, you, you notice later on or during the fact like, oh man, this is not, the feed is not that great right now. So this quality, I know if you're playing and you know the quality that people are hearing and seeing is subpar, you're like, you're, damn it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You just, it's hard. Cause then like other people have like real good quality. And then yeah. even if you try your best, like, you know, to do, something it's hard to compete yeah. yeah some people have the five to ten mics and the yeah really good high quality video it's that's the standard then and it's like oh man like. but it's so funny because even with those situations i swear i've seen it three or four times where they have that set up and still technical difficulties sorry we'll be with you in a moment you know? yeah so there's still gonna be some problems to yeah, all the way. it's tough it's tough man uh let's see here i think i covered most everything i wanted to chat about with you let's hmm yeah man so kind of moving forward you're just kind of focusing on what you can what you can control kind of recording stuff. I'm, I assume you have, you're in the process of recording some new stuff as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty much what my main focus has been because as far as getting, you know, that's just going to be sporadic. So I'm really, you know, enjoying just the recording process and stuff like that and just mm-hmm. working on new music as far as that goes. Are you getting together with 
players at all other than those gigs you're talking about? Yeah, you know, uh, every now and then we'll have a rehearsal, like, you know, just go over some stuff. But besides that, not too much. <laughs> Everyone's kind of nervous about getting together and stuff. Yeah, it's already yeah, but... Totally. Yeah, I, I've been playing my butt off through this whole thing. Lots of great opportunity to write and practice and all that. But I have not had a single not a single practice with other people or, or a gig of any kind other than live streaming. So as much have as you, I, have you played a gig out yet then? Mm -mm, nothing? Not, nothing, no, no gigs, no, no practices at all. No rehearsals at all. Yeah. So as much as I played on my electric guitar, I, lo I just love to practice. I mean, I always, as soon as I decided I wanted to do this thing, I've just loved practicing. So I, I always love picking up my guitar and playing along with whatever or writing or whatever. But, uh, at a certain point with the electric, it's like, man, you know, you need a van or something. Yeah, drums, it's yeah. Like, exactly. It's like, when am I ever going to get to play? You know, especially yeah, you know, dude. moving out West, there's no telling when, because Austin is really an embarrassment of riches in terms of the quality of players and the quantity of players, you know, and, the, and how close everything is to it. Like as far as uh, proximity in Austin, is like where you look, there's a, there's a place to jam. Have you, maintained a pretty consistent lineup through the years or do you find uh that there's been a turnover throughout man honestly up until recently i, I played with the same uh, group of guys for a, while, a long time my bass player just moved to memphis mm -hmm. the guy i played with shane, a guy named shane jones he's a great mm -hmm. dude but his family they all live out out uh out that that way so he you know he wanted to get out you know out there during this time so like that and have you used a few different drummers or pretty consistently the same guys? No, I, I still have the same drummer, man. He's great. Brandon Custer, he's a great drummer. Oh, I, I've seen that guy with you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much the way it was for me for the first six years. I never – I think the first six years of the band – well, so after a year and a half, I switched out one guy, one guy left and brought in another. But for a good four or five years – we were gigging all the time. I never needed, not once needed a backup player. And then the last like four years, it's been much more of a kind of an A lineup, B lineup, C lineup, and interchanging them a little bit more often. I guess tough, yeah. But I know yeah. that's the way to go though, honestly, especially as a solo artist. Like you just have to have that, that flexibility. You do. And, and I was fortunate enough, and it sounds like you were fortunate, enough as well to not need that and that's a nice thing too but yeah you gotta be, you gotta have backup options and you also yeah, it's nothing like having the same guys because then you you know you have that relationship and the chemistry and stuff but you, yeah. they, they have their lives too you know like especially if you're if you're going by you know aaron stevens or sam pace you know like you have to they have, you have to recognize or we recognize i'm sure you do everyone does eventually <laughs> that you know they, they got lives too <laughs> yeah it's not exactly um yeah and then it's it's also good to play with other people too man that's always a just because everybody plays different and all the quality in the city is, yeah it's good to get into that as well that's so true you get like a whole different flavor when you play with someone new too that's true have you done much kind of whether it's blues jamming or just jamming in general have you done much of that over the years i i i I have not actually done that much. Like when I first moved here, I kind of, you know, you got to get into the scene any way you can. So I would go to some blues mm -hmm. and stuff, but the whole sitting around thing, uh, listening to 12 bar blues for three hours straight, as much as I love blues was always, it was yeah, always tricky for me, but that's not me, man. Nah, 
Nah. nah. And I never really felt like I got the uh, – I don't want to say respect, but, like, like people when I play uh, guitar, I feel like people, you know, they dig it, but they dig more of, like, the rhythm aspect of what I do. Like, you know, they're not looking at me as, like, a blues guy. Like, so I never really, you know, scratched that itch, I guess, in a way. You know, do you jam – uh, aside from like blues jams, do you do you get together with people just to play ever, or is it pretty much just focus on the songwriting and building up the songs? Oh, I love to jam, like too. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, like I'll I'll go jam blues jam like that all that all day, man. Like that's mm -hmm. my. I just don't go to I don't go to bars like it's yeah, typically yeah. to do it. I I rather go to like a friend's place and jam. Mm -hmm. You know, when I smoke a little bit, jam like oh, yeah. that's that's fun for me. Versus like going up, like you said, doing the twelve bar blues thing. Like, nah, I'm not about that. There's a couple more questions I remembered I wanted to ask you because you're such a, you have an identity and you have a voice as a songwriter. When did that start? When did you realize you could write music and you could write many songs and kind of when did that come into that? That's kind of always been like a part of who I am, man. To be honest, uh, since I was about, I want to say maybe even nine, ten years old, like I was writing songs, you know, wow. even if they were garbage, you know, but like. I remember showing my dad a song when I was like nine, ten years old, and he was just like, "Hey, that's you know, it's pretty good, you know." It wasn't good, but he was just you know, encouraging me to continue to do it. He yeah. always has, you know, encouraged me to do my music. Yeah. And it was just always just my thing that I did, you know. After I was done with football practice, you know, or track, like I went home and like I played guitar and I would like write some songs. You know, that's just what I always I've always done this, you know. Yeah, man. It's you know. When people talk about a gift, like, you know, he's gifted or he has a gift or whatever, I, I don't necessarily, you know, you can use it in terms of, oh, that is a virtuoso or he's just got something no one else has. But for songwriters like you and I and, and all the songwriters in Austin and everybody, that's one thing I've always kind of considered as like, it's kind of a gift, you know, we, for whatever reason, we're able to like when I was first developing my craft as a singer and a guitar player, I was almost all uh, for 10 years, I was almost always insecure about my playing. You know, it's like, I knew I was, I had moments where I was pretty good. And, but like I started singing late, I was a horrible singer for years, but I was like, man, just keep fucking doing it. And same with guitar. I was like, I, I was insecure for many years. In fact, that didn't kind of go away until like three, four years ago where I had been on, played so many gigs and been on tours and everything where I was like, okay, my chops are finally in place. Like I don't, but the songwriting thing, for whatever reason, you know, we write what we consider our best songs. We write songs which are shit. Other people love them. Other people yeah. pass it, but we can keep writing them. And, and, and uh, I consider that a gift because where does that come from? Why are we able to, you know what I mean? You know, it is definitely a gift, man. Just yeah. grab them out of, it's like you grab it out of air sometimes. You just, yeah, I mean, if you were writing that young, man, I mean, that's, that's young. That's, that's But cool. I also agree, I also uh, agree with the idea that it's a muscle too, you know? It's, mm -hmm. it's a muscle that you, that you exercise in a, way, in a sense where you have to write bad, you know, bad songs. I think a lot of people just get discouraged because they, they don't feel like they know how to like write a song, but all it takes is just sitting down and just, you know applying it and just doing it and you'll develop you know your style and there's structures that some people follow but then you learn that like sometimes you just throw all that out the window and you could just make a song like that has no structures you know like and i think that's the coolest thing about it like there's no rules to you know making music like 
and that's the best music was made with you know breaking the rules you know? absolutely i had a I had a buddy who kind of was just recently successful in a different field and he's he wanted to transition into music and he's he's always been a really good singer i was like just remember dude there's no rules just don't, yeah. there's no rules so don't listen to anybody you know you can take advice blah 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 but don't be For discouraged sure. just like do it it's there are no rules and what is your do you have a kind of go like i have a go-to writing process which i can share with you but do you have a go-to writing process or is just writing something you do every day or it just strikes you or it's like all right i need to write some songs here's what i'm going to do to get in that mode i I feel like i've kind of like developed um just different ways for like it's like different ways of of um of doing something to get a different result you know like if i want to get a song that maybe has like a certain sound if I start on the acoustic guitar, like it's gonna, you know, it's gonna have the sound. Like I feel like it might lean towards more of like a folky, like you know, rhythmic sound because that's what the acoustic calls for. But if I start with like a drum loop, you know, that that song could become something that's more of a bigger soundscape, something bigger because there's more space for other instrumentation to come in. So it just depends on on I guess what I'm going for. But it's all started with the guitar. Like that's how I started with writing. Just with the acoustic guitar so you're not i'm not one of these people but are you are you ever someone who writes out lyrics first and then around that or is it always the the melody the guitar the riff comes first no uh, i like all the ways man like so I'll, I'll sometimes i'll just have words come to me and then i'll write that down and then put that to a melody and sometimes i'll just have my melody first and then mm -hmm. I'll, I'll put the words so I, I like doing it every single you know, way i feel like i get a different result when i do it that yeah. way yeah, for me, I just, I, I, because of life is filled with so many distractions and, you know, like periods of you're busy with this, you're busy with everything. Like I, I find I, I can only write my best stuff if I'm like in a, almost like a cocoonish time period of like, mm -hmm. whether it's four weeks or six weeks, it's like, oh, months from now i know i have that block where i'm gonna have some time some, some stuff to go yeah so and that's when i get all the initial ideas and then i i'm fine i can develop songs with bands or you know add lyrics or edit songs at any time but those initial you know those like those inspirational starting points those sparks for a song i mm -hmm. I, I gotta be in like at least most of the time not always but the majority of stuff i gotta be in like a little mini cocoonish period and I just love to fill my senses and my like mind up with, you know, I, I do as much reading as I can during those times and, and like as much, yeah. uh, and, and get my chops as hot as I can get them. And then I just smoke weed and then I just let all, <laughs> all that stuff just come out anyway. Just come, come yeah. Out. That's, no, that's, a, that's, that's, that's cool, man, that you have like this, this process that you know, that's going to give you some stuff. Like it's just always worked for me. So I keep going back to that. <laughs> no, that's good. I wish, see, I wish I had something like that for, for yeah. me. Like, it's like, I don't necessarily always write when I'm writing a song. Like I don't always just go with something fresh. Like I'll have to dig back sometimes to mm -hmm. like stuff that I, you know, like I said, like I've written down or like an old idea that I'll rework. And then maybe every now and then, like, like you say, I have like, I have a seasonal thing too. Like I'll be hit with like the, just a moment of just like inspiration where I'm just writing new songs, new songs. And then I'll just have a time where I'm just like digging through what I've put together, you know, already. So. Yeah, no, for things. sure. I'll, I'll be in that same boat too. But uh, yeah, sometimes I feel like you're, you just can't grab something you want. And then sometimes you're like, you get like three or four initial ideas that turn out to be some of your 
most productive stuff within a few days it's like oh wow wow oh wow i feel like that's really how it happens though like you get those streaks and you're just like this you don't know how this happened you're just like what these are like some of my favorite songs i've ever written and then you go back to just writing stuff you don't like that much for sure man it's all part of the game but i feel like some of the best dudes you know are writing like every day like i think dudes like jason isbell and stuff like that i think they write every day or like a lot you know that's why they're so good too so i think there's something to be said about sitting down having the discipline to like just do it i think you have to have a, a sense of self and like a good way of, of, of like relating to the world too you know and all that but like i think just the practice too is, is, is the crucial definitely and and i for me also like it's one of the biggest helps of writing songs that resonate with my that i that i'm proud of and that will stand the test of time in my own you know is something going on in your life that's Feeds yeah, that, that affects you know what I mean? whether yeah. it's travel or something new or a, a, a woman issue or a life change you know that stuff always fuels it and it's very hard to say how it comes through but if you've got that something boiling underneath the surface that for me always helps the art come out in interesting ways you know mm-hmm. So if shit's bad, it's like, oh, better turn this into some good stuff, man. Yeah, let me make something out of it. You're right. So uh, just to kind of close out here, Aaron, what uh, what do you got coming up the next few months? Are you going to release some more music coming up soon here? Yeah, that's kind of what I'm working towards. Um, I'm definitely doing a lot of mixing and stuff, trying to see if I want to put it out maybe at the end of the year or maybe the beginning of next year and kind of mm-hmm. see, what, see how everything's looking. Very cool, man. Well, I really appreciate you doing this with me, and I had a great time talking with you. Dude, likewise, man. And uh, this is real cool. Thank you, man. And I, I'm hoping to continue this indefinitely into the future. And so, hopefully, once the ball gets rolling here, I can have you back on, and we can chat more about stuff. Cool, man. All right, Aaron. Thank you so much, buddy. Hey, I'll see you, Sam. All right, peace.